The Discover College Soccer Podcast is sponsored by VO. VO is the number one AI camera solution helping players capture college recruitment videos. Check out their new starter and family options by clicking on the link in the description or visit Discover College Soccer to learn more. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Joe from East Central College in Missouri. Welcome, Coach. Hello. Well, appreciate you being here. You are both the men's and the women's coach there at the two-year program. Uh, I think this fall will be your second year at the helm. So, uh, you know, I've talked to a couple junior colleges recently. I know it's it's all it's harder because you're recruiting twice as much as everybody else, right? Re- reloading the 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 team. We're talking end of July, so you're getting ready for preseason and whatnot. I'm uh, one question that it's always fun to ask this time of year is. Are you actually even done with the class of 23 recruiting? Uh, do you have everybody or is there still somebody you're trying to sneak in here in those last few weeks? Yeah, no, fortunately uh, for myself uh, on the men's side, we, we are done. Um, we hit our number um, inevitably. Um, someone might not show up, but um, we're built to to handle that. Um, I'm, I'm very happy with the class that's coming in. A um, little bit of boost obviously that comes with winning um, the previous season. So we were able to get some, uh, some guys in very early um, that were more regionally or local um, than previous years. Um, and, and that was a boost on the women's side. Um, of course, um, it, the nature of the, the game and where we're at being going into our fourth year um, and, and the talent level that's here in our area, Union, Missouri, um, you know, we've, we've had the player of the year, um, and the A-10 at St. Louis University come from this area. So there's a lot of very talented female players in this area. So um, we're still definitely looking. Um, and, and last year, we, we actually picked up one or two a, a little bit in the season that, that wasn't sure they wanted to play, that were talented players from the area um, that came out a little later in the season. So good on the men. Um, still still uh, have room on the women's side. Okay. Well, for that recruiting, I mean, you kind of mentioned the, the regional area there. So you know, what, what are the events or, or places you like to go to really do that recruiting on both sides? Sure. Um, lucky enough to, to have, you know, great clubs in the area, um, Lufus, Scott Gallagher, Missouri Rush. Um, and there's always new clubs popping up here and there, right. Um, that, that are, are, are kind of in that realm where they're, they're almost operating as feeder clubs to these bigger clubs. So there's a lot of showcases, a lot of things um, that these clubs promote. They do a very good job of, of, of making uh, the players available to the college coaches in the area. Um, and then there's the high school games. There, there really is just in, in Missouri a very high level of talent, um, whether it is club or, or whether it is high school. So um, we, my assistant here, um, his wife is the head coach of Borgia. Um, and, and, and being uh, at St. Louis is, is, as you know, and I'm sure this is true everywhere, is Soccer community is small. It seems larger than it is, but it's small. So those relationships are important. Word of mouth is the best recruiting tool you can have. And we rely a lot on that. But to go out and be able to watch good level high school men and women's soccer here um, in, in St. Louis and, and the surrounding areas is fantastic. Okay. Do you guys run any ID clinics or do you or your staff work any ID clinics as part of your recruiting process? So unfortunately, last year uh, when I came in, it, it was very late in the year um, uh, with with the previous head coach, one of my best friends, Mark Clay's, um, moving over to Scott Gallagher. And so we weren't able to run something last year. And so we lost a little bit of the momentum on our camps. 
Um, we, we had a couple of camps this summer that unfortunately we did have to um, decide to shut them down based on numbers. But um, this year was um, guys that we recruited, girls that we recruited playing throughout the summer with the USYS, with ECNL. There wasn't a lack of opportunity um, camp-wise or playing-wise for these kids. So that's the biggest thing on my end is, is if they're not coming to us, um, for a camp that they're still out there and have opportunity to, to get, um, you know, on the ball in the summer. And so it's hard, hard to be upset when they're going and playing for national champions, um, uh, and, and traveling States. And so we, it was a little harder to get the numbers this year, but we will ramp them back up again next year, um, in the summer. And we'll hope we'll have a better turnout. Okay. Well, uh, how about international recruiting? Does that come into play on either the men's or women's side or both? Absolutely. Um, we're fortunate enough this year that um, we are bringing in sit, uh, two returners um, on the women's side, international, and four new internationals coming in. Uh, we, we're in a position where we don't have, as, as, <clears throat> pardon me, as a Division um, two junior college program, we don't have on-campus housing. Um, and, and so that can be difficult, especially with, with the um, uh, environment that we're in, where, where rentals are, are hard to come by, uh, kind of uh, from what I understand across the country. We're constantly growing in this area. So there's some new apartment complexes that have been put up. We've developed relationships with them to waive the um, uh, proof of employment um, on the international kids. It was always a giant hurdle. So now we have the availability to work with this um, company and um, uh, ELS is the company name. I'm sure they would love the shout out, um, but they've been a pleasure to work with. And, and we've had the availability now to, to bring in more internationals on the men's side. We do have a heavy international class coming in um, due to COVID. We've moved on quite a number of people. So um, we were bringing we're bringing in roughly 24 new men's players. Um, all but about nine of them are international players. Some are transfers. Some are brand new. So some have had, had the experience of at least coming over playing um, and, and having um, gone through that pathway of coming to America, some this will be their first um, time doing it. So first and foremost, we always want to make sure they get in and get settled. Uh, and then we get right to settling and, and working on the football. Awesome. Well, you know, you mentioned being a division two junior college program. So can you give me a little bit better idea of what the, I'm not holding you to hard numbers here, but just give me an overall financial picture of what it looks like for an average player coming in with, is there athletic money, academic money, total cost, that kind of thing? Sure. We're, we, we are uh, lucky. Um, the school is, is, has a um, good idea of what the athletics brings um, to the school and, and the marketing that that does for the school. And so they back us quite well. Um we are well-funded on the scholarship side. Uh, obviously, we're, we're hold to 24 offers. Um, so we move that <clears throat> money quite a, uh, around quite a bit. Obviously, um, also in, in Missouri and, and other states, you have the A-plus style program. So a lot of our kids come in, if they're local, um, they come in and, and the university or the, or the schooling is free because they've met certain academic attendance and, and charity or volunteer work um, in, in their um, high school studies. And so... On the women's side, where we where we have much uh, a larger group that comes in, they they're covered on that, so we can spend a lot more um, internationally recruiting and, and make those numbers fit. It, it, it's very much the same on the men's and the women's side. We're at about fourteen scholarships on each side. Um, a full um, obviously covers academic, 
but not housing being a division two program. We estimate housing and food and insurance, all these things to be comfortably a budget of about $6,500 um, would be your out of pocket costs. And then based on scholarship money, full is obviously zero academic that covers books and everything but fees, your lab fees and, and these different things. And these internet course are the, the online courses and things like that. Well, definitely you'll, you'll um, take the brunt of those fees, but they're small um, and they're very manageable. A half, you're looking somewhere around 8,500. And that includes what we say in that 6,500 for budgeting with housing and food and everything. And then last uh, on the smaller scholarship side, usually around 10K or so. Um, that's really typically the most um, that we see people pay because we do a good job of, of, of getting enough locals in to, to then fill out um, the, the roster with the internationals. So 10 is, is typically the max. And on the women's side, it's usually no more than, than that 6,500 out of pocket because of the availability to have the more local players come in. Oh, sounds fantastic. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the school other than the financial side. You've been there for a couple <laughs> of years now as, as assistant first and head. So what are some of the great things that you found out about the school, some things uh, that you'd like to share that maybe aren't easily going to be found on the website? Sure. Um, so uh, I, uh, the first time I pulled in, um, uh, you know, a number of years ago, 2021, um, coming off Highway 44 and, and coming down 50, I, I had uh, almost uh, some nostalgia. I went to Truman State University um, and I hit the sign that said, welcome to Union. And it had 10,000, you know, uh, population 10,000 on it. And it reminded me of pulling into Kirksville for the first time. So one of the things that, that you're probably not going to find on the website is it's a very warm community. Um, it's small. Everybody knows each other. Um, but we're not too far from Washington. That is, you know, 15 minutes down the road, which is just blowing up. It's it's budding with with life and and homes um, down on the on the landing. They call it over there with million dollar homes. And, um, but but the community is very warm. It's very strong. And so you get you get a real sense of pride um, for the area. Um, the school academically is strong. Um, you know, we, we've got um, very good teachers, we've got very good programs, um, whether it's um, the nursing program that's out here. Um, I have a player that last year was enrolled in the welding um, um, program and, and got a certificate. There's um, the EMT um, programs out here. So there's a lot of availability that I didn't know before I, I was um, uh, at a junior college that I just didn't know all of the benefits, all of the, the A plus with the free schooling and, and everything that was really available to you. Um, and then, like I said, that the coursework, um, one of the things we like to use in our recruiting talk is we don't go to school on Fridays. Um, the, the schedule is Monday through Thursday and kids hear that and they're like, Oh, I get Fridays off. I'm like, well, we train. Um, but yeah, you know, um, it's not a day off. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you get a little bit more time, um, and then like anywhere else, the population numbers to the faculty are, are very good. So you get a lot of support um, where you can come go to some of these bigger institutions and you feel like a number um, here. You know, they know your name. Um, that's good and bad. They know when you're not in class and they know when you are. So uh, it's got it's, it's got its pluses and minuses, if you will. Sure. Well, you mentioned not having Friday's uh, class, which is great, I'm sure, for the students, but having training. So let's fast forward. Let's say we're in the middle of October. Uh, what would a typical week look like for one of your players in terms of when is class, when when are meals, practices, what kind of what the game cadence looks like? Give me a, a week snapshot. 
Sure. Um, we're very lucky, as I said, that the school backs us. So um, we we travel everything we do with coach buses. Um, we're not packed into vans. Um, um, it's a very nice situation. So typical week, um, we typically play Monday. I'm sorry, Wednesdays and Saturdays for the most part. Um, that would be a typical week. So we'll use that as an example. Monday, um, come in off the weekend. Um, if we played a Saturday, then then you know we, we hold these guys accountable to to some um, self accountability, if you will. So Sunday would be probably uh, a recovery day. We ask for forty five minutes of work, um, fifteen minutes on a bike or treadmill, fifteen minute uh, fifteen minute stretch, fifteen minute bike treadmill, fifteen minute stretch, forty five minutes of work. Um, if, if the gym is usually open or or the new uh, apartment complex has a gym, so there's availability for these guys to to have a place to do that. Monday, come back in go to class typically eight to around noon, 1230. Um, the guys will get lunch. Um, girls will get lunch. Girls will train at one, um, one till typically three. Um, and then the men will start three 30 and go to five. It gives me a nice little break in between to collect my head, my thoughts on, on, um, kind of code switching, um, from one team to the other. Uh, we'll, we'll go Tuesday again, a lighter session because we'll play on Wednesday. So typically we'll only go for about an hour. Um, and we'll walk through if, if it's an opponent we know enough about, maybe we do 20 minutes of, of film um, and then go down to the pitch and work on some of the things we talked about in film, work on some um, pieces that maybe we've identified from a previous game, um, whether it's maybe not dropping or stepping early enough in the back line. Maybe it's um, something as simple as, as uh, um, uh, restarts. Are, are we doing them appropriate timing? So we'll just find details that we can pick up on that we can be sharper on Wednesday um, if we're away. Um, we'll, we'll have our departure time. We'll get together um, and, and we'll jump uh, on the bus and, and head out to the game. We typically like to get to the games um, about an hour and a half early and then spend that first half an hour to 45 minutes just collecting ourselves. Um, and then about 30 minutes before the game, we'll really kick into the full warm up. Um, and, and that gives us time. The men will then typically um, they'll either come watch the game because we tend to play back to back, women then men. And uh, the men will have lunch. Um, they'll either eat it on the bus. Um, if it's October, it's nice and cool. They can eat it outside. Um, and, and then um, we'll we'll travel home. Uh, Thursday we'll we'll do another recovery session. Friday we'll we'll have probably have a, a a mid kind of day on the periodization style of training because we can't go too light. We can't go recovery then light with maybe a game on Saturday. So um, that that's kind of on the football side. On on the school side. We've got an awesome program here called Food for Falcons, where the students can swipe their uh, student ID card and get lunch. So when the women train at one, the men train at 3.30. So typically what we ask is the men eat, you get your free lunch. Um, it's between 10 and 1.30, I believe, when you can pick up that free lunch. And then we ask the men to go do study hall. So they'll go out there. We require uh, a, a number of study hall hours during the week. And I always say, guys, your, the rest of your week will be way more enjoyable if you get your homework done early. Right. Uh, if you truly want that free Friday um, outside of training, don't spend it, um, you know, get your homework done during the week. And then you kind of really have your Friday to, to decompress and get ready for Saturday's game. And then come Sunday when you're recovering, um, you, you're free. You can actually just, you know, focus on your mental health because um, it is a busy schedule and school and football is a lot to deal with um, amongst all of the other things that college kids deal with. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the teams. 
Um, you know, we, we talked about recruiting earlier, but is, is there a roster size for each team that you, that you're trying to hit that you find is ideal? I do. Um, 28 to 30, um, on the men's side is, is, is very manageable. Anything over that, um, I believe you, you start to, to, at our level, start to lose players. You start to lose interest. Um, and so that's my job to, to keep them interested. Um, but that that 28 number, we're fortunate this year. I, I went out and I recruited four goalkeepers on the men's side um, for um, competition purposes and for training purposes. Um, you know, the guys, um, I, I kind of picked that up from from time I spent at the USL with the St. Louis Lions. Um, shout out to Tony Glavin there as well. Um, but having that availability where you don't have to stick a, a random player in goal or I don't have to go in goal and every team feels that that, that, that they're not being um, neglected in some sense because they're five aside or six aside or eight aside doesn't have a goalie um, and so um, I went four goalies and so that means I have 24 outfield players for this upcoming season which is very healthy we're one of the deepest um, this is one of the deepest teams I've seen in a number of years um, from from a standpoint and then on the women's side 18 to 20 is ideal for me um, a little harder to hit right now we're, we're at about 16 going in so we're not far off the number um, but you know, we've built this program, Martin Clays and myself, from from zero um, as far as player recruitment went. The, those first years, we were we were sitting at 11, 12 players some games. Um, and, and now to, to come in comfortably into a season at 16, um, you know, uh, a, a small pat on the back to myself there um, and, and the work that Martin Clays put into it and the school. Um, you know, it, 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 the school, like I said, continues to back us. And, and offer these these um, scholarships. And and when we came to them with the idea of internationals on the women's side, they said, all right, we'll do it. If we can figure it out, we'll do it. And so that, that, that they were, they've been very helpful in the process. Oh, that's good. Well, you mentioned having an assistant earlier. What, what does the overall staff situation look like, both from a coaching perspective and is there athletic department support staff, trainers, strength and conditioning, anything like that as well? Um, yeah, we, so we have a trainer, we, we use Athletico, um, as our training. So we, um, have a contract with them. Um, Hope, is, um, just joined us. She actually played, um, high level college volleyball. Um, she's originally from Hawaii. So she's coming in as her first year, new athletic trainer. Um, uh, but our training staff over the years has always been excellent. Um, whether it's a couple years ago, a woman named B who moved on to, um, uh, Missouri, Missouri Baptist. And then Cindy, who is one of the managers at Athletico, filled in last year due to um, staffing shortages in that part. And she's ex excellent. She kept us um, on the field. She, she was really great with our players, which cannot be stressed enough uh, on my end how important that side of, of everything is, that recovery side, having a, a strong athletic um, training staff. So um, from the athletic department standpoint, um, Jay uh, Mirhoff, our, our athletic director, is, is fantastic. He, he is a soccer guy through and through. Um, he loves the sport. He played himself. And so um, it, it's always great to have, have the athletic director in your corner. Um, and then the school supports us as well from, from a, a direct um, staff. Um, it's myself, Alex um, Severino. Um, has joined us. He joined us in the spring. Um, he's from, uh, he lives over in Borgia with his wife, where I mentioned Mackenzie is the um, head women's coach over at Borgia High School. And then this year, we're lucky enough to have um, one of our former players, um, who's a couple of years removed from the program, her name's Sierra Pittman, is going to come out and work with us a little bit. She's currently employed at First Form. And so she's going to come out and work with the girls, get the girls comfortable in the gym. Um, you know, where, where that's one of the things I think that, um, 
that's been tough in the past, difficult in the past, is getting them to comfortable in the gym, not scared to be in there because the guys have no problem walking in. But if, you know, for some people, it, it's easy to forget that when you walk into a gym, it can be intimidating, not knowing how to do the equipment, not knowing what equipment to use for what. So that is a, a part of the, the the program that we're ramping up. Um, we're, we're lucky enough that uh, another coach of mine gave me a um, 10 week preseason training program that he had a sports performance coach uh, make for him a couple of years back. He was formerly in our conference. Um, he is no longer. So he he was like, I can share this now with you, um, which is great. So um, we, we are always looking for volunteer um, assistants that want to come out and sharpen their resumes or who are maybe older and retired and, and got um, a good CV in the game and want to come and help out. Um, I, I have no ego in this. Best idea wins. Um, and and I'm, I'm happy to um, share the praises. I know that typically the, um, the negatives come down on me and I'm okay with that. That's signing up for the job, but um, uh, without being too much of a cliche, it takes a village. And so um, we're always welcoming to those that, that um, want to help in any way possible. Even guys that want to come out and just shoot photos and photography or want to help with social media um, and help with operations and those kinds of things. We're, we're actually currently looking for someone, um, a student, that we can uh, offer um, an opportunity to get an internship, get some credits um, and, and help out on the operation side with social media and photos and these kind of different things. Okay, great. Well, how about personally, we'll train the guns on you now for, for this one, but how would you describe, you know, your style of coaching and the style of play you're looking to implement? Sure. I, I'm extremely lucky. Um, Martin, an A-licensed coach who I've known, since college, um, came over from Scotland. So he knew the recruiting process um, as far as internationals go. So I trained under Martin for, for that year and a half as his assistant. And then I, I, I've also, back in the day, coached for Scott Gallagher, where I was under Dave Beck, another um, very good coach who was an assistant at SLU, is now over at um, uh, uh, St. Louis Development Academy. And then um, Kevin Stoll and Kevin Kalish, out at St. Louis University, I grew up with the two of them. So I've had excellent mentors in this. Um, I'm a big culture guy. Um, I don't mind doing the hard work on the front end. Um, I believe that players, it's not my not my first and, and not the first priority on my list to develop you. Um, we're in the college game. It's to come in, get you to play as a team, create the, the best culture, get the tactics in front of you and see who can adapt the quickest and the fastest. Um, that that's quite literally my coaching style. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy um, the puzzle aspect of the game. Um, and, and, and I like to, to go out there and, and, and look at every detail. I come from a marketing background. So one of the things I always say is, is perfection is the enemy of progress. Let's just work harder every day. Let's see what we can do to, to build the team up because it's going to take um, an entire team effort um, it's going to take the next guy up pushing the guy that's there and the guy behind the next guy up, it's going to take him pushing. So competition with, within the team is healthy. Um, but it, it is about a, a, a um, competition versus a um, uh, uh, combativeness, if you will. Um, it's getting everybody to buy into the, to the program. For sure. Well, We've covered a lot of different areas, uh, but I always like to end these the same way. And that's if you had one piece of advice, one nugget of information that you wish every parent, player, family going through the college 
soccer recruiting process would would know, what would that be? Persistence is key. Um, we we as coaches get a lot of emails, we get a lot of phone calls, we go to a lot of games. Um, we're we're seeing a lot of kids. Um, research your programs, and then if 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 you are are dead set on a certain program, learn everything you can about it, and then be persistent with that coach. Um, the best thing you can do is is get in front of that coach. So emailing um, uh, where you're going to be, where you're playing, um, finding out if that coach is going to be there, and then attending ID camps. Um, get in front of that coach. That is that is my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, for sure. Couldn't agree more. Well, coach, wish you the best of luck with both teams this fall. And uh, we'll check back in. Hopefully you're uh, hanging a conference banner this time next year. All right. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Hi, everybody. It's Matt from Discover College Soccer. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I also wanted to let you know about the Discover College Soccer Study Table. This is our brand new online portal that is complete with a 14-part online course giving you all of the ins and outs of the college soccer recruiting process. There's also a wealth of resources such as checklists, templates, there's the spreadsheets that have every soccer program in the country along with their coaches, their contact information, their social media information, uh, some basic stats about the school and more. Plus there's an online community where you can ask your questions, share your wins, your losses, any questions that you may have around the college soccer recruiting process. It's all there at the Discover College Soccer study table that you can find at discovercollegesoccer.com slash study table and hopefully we will see you there.